0: So, I ate 18 Sour Patch Kids yesterday. <laughs> and that was part of my fitness program, by the way. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the podcast with your host, Chad Hendricks, and co host, Jeff Zeckler. Jeff, great
1: thanks for to be me. here again. Yeah. Thanks, Chad.
0: It was so exciting. Um, the last episode, we talked about reflection, self-awareness, and all of that piece. I think just get into a little just recap of what we talked about last time. And then I want to get into where we're going with this, which is where do we find that support for actually making the changes based on that reflection? So Jeff, kind of get into the, just real briefly, reflection, everything that we talked about last time, what were the highlights for you when we talked about that?
1: Yeah. I think for me, that idea of kind of both wins and losses, are important, uh, and I, I think as as a man, often uh, we ignore the losses, we ignore the the negative feelings. I think that's an important piece to kind of be tying in, uh, and just bring kind of that full picture of what was the year, what was that time frame that you're trying to to capture, uh, and, and and considering like, hey, what was I trying to accomplish over that time frame? Did it happen? Why or why not? Um, And just being honest with yourself and taking some space to for it to be okay, that not everything worked out the way you expected it to. Some of it might have been your own fault. Some of it might have been circumstances outside of your control. I know certainly over the last couple of years, 2020 through 2022 has provided a lot of circumstances. Don't even say it. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Outside of our control. Right. So some of those (laughs) might be real and some of those might be imaginary. Right. And so I think starting your reflection with thinking about Hey, what was i what was i going for uh and and did it happen and, and what might i think you know for me what might god have for me this next year opening up my hands in that way opening up a page of writing in, in that reflection opening up a discussion with my wife of like hey w- w- what's next for our family uh what do we think uh 2022 might might be about that it's kind of our starting point and there's you know, different tools and systems I've used to capture all those reflections. Sometimes it's out loud discussion. um, But it's just it's important to take the time to reflect, to look backwards, to not just shut it off, turn it down and keep moving. But instead, hey, what happened and what, what can we learn about what happened, both both good and bad?
0: What I really enjoyed is just hearing from you some of the things that you do with the family and just seeing that those things are even possible. To have those conversations with your kids with your wife with yourself um, I think that's what I enjoyed the most was going oh yeah you could do that <laughs> there's nothing that yeah. prevents you from doing that reflection other totally. than sitting and,
1: down and doing it and I, I'm now you know sitting in a space where we have a 15 13 and 11 year old and that conversation went really well but I do remember trying it as far back as Maybe more like six years ago or so, where our youngest was more like six years old, and six and eight and ten. And it's like I remember those conversations not working out so well. So trying, you know, trying it and realizing, okay, this isn't this isn't going to work. They they just keep begging for candy while we're trying to have this discussion, and I'm just getting frustrated. Uh, All right, well, well, it was a good attempt, right? And so, so give yourself some grace and you know, give it a shot. See if it works. um, See what kind of questions really inspire a good conversation i found that the one for us this year that's a new one uh, and that we're going to keep moving forward is what do you need support with that question was so good to talk about out loud as a family because it led to a lot of discussion of that we operate as a team uh, and that we may have some individual goals but we're trying to support each other
0: yeah that's great now moving past that so we've reflected we've identified areas in your life where you're like eh, it's- that, the, that's exactly what I want, and I want to do more of that. And then there's like, mm, I didn't really accomplish that, and I still would like that to be a part of it. And of course, there's always room for, yeah, I thought that was important at one point, and that's just going to, I'm going to cut that one out of the list. That's not a priority anymore, which completely open and fair to actually do that. Where I want to go with this, though, is talking about the when we are prevented from doing something that we wanted to do whether Mm -hmm. that's ourselves or not like what are those things you experience and i guess what are even the feelings that come along with that
1: yeah I i think this is a good topic to jump into even before we spend time talking about what makes a good goal or how to write a goal or you know what what um exactly that process looks like is to first just recognize some of the pitfalls that are going to come your way um, as you try to hold yourself accountable to things, as you look backwards and reflect on stuff. And maybe some of your goals are the same this year as they were last year because they didn't get accomplished. Um, Or maybe they're the same just because it's a really big goal. And I think, you know, as I'm even heading into this year, one of the, one of the areas that I'm working on growing, which is, um, which is the the community of men within our neighborhood and how to you know, inspire growth and further relationship and conversations around uh, Christ and personal growth and uh, leadership of your family. Like, how do I continue that mission? And that that's not a mission that really ever gets fully accomplished. And I was just noticing a little attack on myself this last week. I was in a webinar on entrepreneurship and one of the speakers referenced something called the Good Man Project. And I quickly looked it up online and it was almost word for word, what we're trying to accomplish within our group called mad men. And it was about like growing in faith, growing relationship, growing in community through small groups, events and, and content material. And I found myself spinning out for a little while in the way they had approached it. And I felt guilt and shame that I hadn't done enough that they had a cooler logo, that they were already three years in to creating podcast material. And, and and it took me like a day and a half to kind of snap out of it and realize, wait a second, this is all volunteer. I am just trying to be obedient to what God's asking me to do. And if I really analyze it, I, I've been working on all of those things, actually. Th- those three things that I found in that website We've been accomplishing in Mad Men. So why am I feeling so much shame in this? And my wife actually helped a lot as I was kind of reflecting on. I I'm not sure why, but I can't get this out of my head. I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. You know, all those, you know, common lies that are going to come into play as you you work on any goal. And my wife was really wise and saying, like, yeah, but what's the question you're working against? Uh and in this case, it was like, how to grow the kingdom in Madeira. Uh, and neighboring communities. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Your, your question you're after wasn't how to make a better logo, how to have three years of podcast material, how to have a better website. Like none of those were your, the question you were after. And that was what could help kind of break that moment of, of shame for me of like, oh yeah, my actual goal is going to look different than their goal. Right, it's based on what question are we going after? What phase are this of this are we in? And trying to give myself that freedom to say, yeah, other people are going to approach these things differently, uh, you know. And my my neighbor who's in my men's group just told me today about buying a Peloton, and it was like, oh, I should buy a Peloton. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> Why? That wasn't, that wasn't, you know, like, yes, I have fitness goals and maybe a Peloton fits into that. Maybe it doesn't, but I think it's important to recognize like that comparison is going to come into play. And it's all, you know, what is this? The second week of January, we're recording this and already I'm second guessing my ability to accomplish my goals based on what I've seen other people do and how they're doing it. What I see in social media, all those attacks are going to come into play.
0: I almost had a, like an opposite experience than you did this week. So Tuesday, you know, today's Thursday on Tuesday, I had my check-in group. You know, there was four of us in that check-in group, checking in with our emotions what are you feeling this? And I checked in with, you know, I'm excited, I'm confident. And then I have some anxiety and fear. Those were the things I checked in with. And you know, everybody gets a chance if they want to unpack some of those things. Well, one person in my group unpacked his shame and guilt around not being more impactful. Like, he's like, you know, it's just my wife and I, the kids are out of the house and I get done with work at 4.30 and then I have all the time to do something that is impactful. I, and and he was talking about the shame of like, he's like, I got this stuff next to me that I'm working on. And then it's like, I'm not doing anything with it. He's like, what's the point? What's the point of me working all this stuff? if I'm not going to do anything with it. And he, he was, he was laying out all the guilt and shame that yeah. maybe you were feeling. Well, I hit, I was after him and I was like, yeah, I feel really excited and confident because, you know, as I shared in the previous podcast, like I wanna do something with that nonprofit in Haiti and the sustainable housing and stuff. And so this past week, based off of our conversation, I finally contacted the organizations already doing it. And I said, hey, I'm gonna to commit to a dollar amount to donate. And so I went through our business expenses and I found two expenses that I'm like, we don't really need those anymore. Cut those out so that it would create some cushion to do that. And so I was excited because I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I reflected, I knew I wasn't doing this and now I'm doing this and I'm excited. And I actually kind of felt shameful talking about it (laughs) to someone who just got done talking about not. Sure, it's, sure. It's kind of
1: it's kind of like sharing uh, sharing last week about how our family was doing reflections, and your immediate response is, "I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. There's always there's always that back and forth of like when we're meeting with a gr- group of guys and being honest and real. There's there's gonna be the extreme experiences, and as you you know start to try to hold yourself accountable towards goals, it's gonna be an up and down, right? Like you're feeling great this week, it could be guilt and shame next week, or maybe it's three months from now, and hopefully. You can sustain it where that avo- you avoid those uh, feelings of shame and guilt because those are not God intended, you know, the, the whole year. But I kind of doubt it, right? Like I think all of us listening right now will experience some form of those emotions, a challenge against our identity, um, that little seed of darkness, you know, starting to creep in, trying to grab you out of the objectives that you've set for yourself uh, this year.
0: Oh, don't worry. Tuesday, I was checking in with excitement, confidence, and some anxiety. <laughs> and today, I would check in with guilt, shame, and anxiety. Uh, so within a two-day uh, period, right? You're, you're talking yeah. about different scenarios that are going on. So it is the up and down. Where I want to get to some of the content of this, though, Jeff, is talking about the actual systems in place. Mm-hmm. And maybe even before we go into the specific systems, I want to talk about different goals briefly. Sure. Um, one thing that yeah, you I, mentioned. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. that's good because the type of goal you have might result in a different system. And I think, you know, I've been using a daily physical planner that's called the full, full focus planner. I've been using it for a couple of years. Um, I've had several different versions of this. This one's not di- too different than things I've used in the past, but on the, on the very front, it has you define what are your, goals for this quarter for this half a year and the first thing you have to decide is is this an achievement goal or is this a habit goal and that right there is a big difference because an achievement goal means you're going to be working systematically over the course of a specific amount of time to accomplish a thing and then it's done a habit goal is more like you're challenging who you were yesterday in a battle with who you want to become tomorrow that requires a different kind of accountability different kinds of systems so you have to first define like wait is this something i'm trying to achieve and then it's done or is this something i'm trying to systematically change and make more like a habit and i know next time we'll be able to get into more and more of okay based on those different types of goals how, how would we write those how would we um you know catalog those how do you create? you know, your systems for measurement. Um, I think that's a good topic. But, you know, let's stick with the, like, you're suggesting, what are those systems, um, even just recognizing we're going to need some accountability, we're going to need some pieces uh, put in front of us to kind of monitor how those things are going. And sometimes it's important to recognize those systems before you even have the goal themse- itself.
0: Yeah, I think for me, some of the things that I've been reflecting on recently with the systems conversation is, well, one, I, I kind of bring first thing back to the reflection and self-awareness. I know for me, I've been seeing a pattern over and over again that my system has to include a few things, one of them being other people. I am not the person who's going to get up at 4am, go to the gym by myself and work out. Every time I try to do that, it is never long lasting. So my, I know f- for sure my, uh, based on self-awareness that my system has to include like a community participation. I have to be mm-hmm. doing it with someone and not even just, I need an accountability partner. Right, Because some people will do that. I need someone to actually do it with me. Mm. It is is painful to do things alone for me. House projects, anything. It doesn't matter if it's an achievement goal or a habit goal. It is just painful. So for me, that's one of the things that I know, based on my personality, I can do that. Other people, I'm jealous. I'm actually, (laughs) and sometimes I'm jealous of the discipline I see in other individuals that they'll just do something, they'll do it by themselves, and they'll get it done. And
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm somewhere, I fall somewhere in between the two. Uh, Sometimes I I find that I've got a lot of self-motivation to, you know, hit a goal, hit a target, and kind of keep myself accountable and and move towards it. And other times it needs to be in the place where it's like with someone else. And I'm still learning how to figure out which kinds of goals fall best into which kinds of categories. And I've tried a whole variety of different tools and systems. Um, An app that I still have on my phone right now is called streaks. And it helps you by just keeping track of what you define your goals to be. And it gives you a really simple icon based, you know, homepage that says, Hey, you were going to work out three times this week. And when you do it, during the week, you touch that app and you hold down that icon and it says, oh, okay, accomplished for the day. Oh, okay, accomplished for the day. And then it keeps track of, if you did that three times this week, it says, hey, you've got a streak going one week in a row. Then the second week, two weeks in a row. And it gives you encouragement. It gives you reminders. You can set things daily versus weekly versus court. Like it's got a lot of flexibility. And I continue to get frustrated with myself and I can't quite tell where the issue is but there always becomes a point in time when those little notifications and reminders make me feel more guilt than they do motivation. (laughs) There's always a space where it's like, oh, I missed last week. I blew a five week streak and something about that will often create a downward spiral of forget it then Uh, I've already lost the streak how am I going to get that going again? And that's the kind of space where I need someone else. And I think maybe I could be bringing those moments more to some of my close relationships and just expressing that feeling or maybe journaling about it or something to help me get over that moment of when I can see the graph and when I can see the data and there's proof that I failed, right? I, will feel that guilt, which can lead to, you know, kind of that deeper feeling of shame. Um, And so sometimes the systems I put in place, I find, well, now I'm feeling shame because of this system, forget it. And then I'll delete the app from my phone. It was not the app's problem. (laughs) It It was not the app's fault that I'm feeling these emotions. I was attempting to use that to encourage me. And there became a point where the emotion was less encouragement and more and more guilt. I find too, that I have used, you know, friends, um, like we've done text conversations of like, Hey, I've got this goal. Why don't we all share a goal? And every week we'll text each other and we'll check in. And I find there's something about that where you lose some motivation after six weeks, maybe two months. Um, it it's hard to maintain the, like check in every week with someone. Uh, the only success I've had there is if you actually set it as a reoccurring calendar appointment. Um, and so that it's something you are guaranteed to see every week, uh, and that it, it needs to be something really simple, where you just write back to someone like, "Hey, how, how's your goal going, going this week?" You know, um, if it, if you make it too complicated, then it becomes a system that's not really
0: manageable. Yeah, I hear some patterns in, in some of these things, and I know a lot of people have read the book Atomic Habits, which is really good. And what they'll talk about in that is, right usually there's a cue there's a craving there's a response and a reward so what you just talked about and i need the same thing if i'm going to meet with somebody wait let's just
1: step back for a second cue craving response response, and then reward i read the book but it's been several years
0: so it's so long good yeah so the cue i think of when you talked about the setting the time that is absolutely so needed for me if I do not have a time set, it does not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the things that I've done recently. When you talk about meeting with, every Tuesday is my check in group. Right. Every Thursday is our podcast. I've now I'm going to start back into soccer for part of my fitness school for indoor soccer. Um, so that'll be a set time every week, Wednesday nights. Um, I have a friend that I hang out with every Sunday night. I have found that if it's loose, I I, it doesn't happen Mm. and so even the most recent thing that I've started doing this week was I I have a Peloton Uh (laughs) you're you're that guy (laughs) I'm that guy Um, I was riding it super consistent for like three months like every day and then I dropped off for I don't even know how many months it's been a while since October of 21 and it's January of 2022 And uh, so I started riding it again. And what I ended up having to do is I had an 8 a.m. meeting with my team. It was a stand-up meeting. And our kids would go on the bus at 7.58, and I would rush to this meeting at 8 o'clock. And then when the end of the day came, I did not want to get on a Peloton and exercise. It just did not fit my schedule. So what I ended up doing is changing our stand-up time to an afternoon stand-up every day. And now when the kids go on the bus, I go downstairs and ride the Peloton for about Mm -hmm. 27 minutes. It takes me 27 minutes to burn 200 calories. And that is my daily routine this week. I had to have... Follow it up with a 200 calorie donut right afterwards. (laughs) Protein shake. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Um, So that's my cue. My craving though with it is I'm limiting myself to not watching movies or TV shows outside of the time when I'm riding on the bike now. So I'm no, not even I'm think. not even following a program in, in Peloton. I'm just doing the free ride. Do that, and I will watch a show. And so I have this craving to watch TV and shows. And then because sometimes I feel guilty about that too. So it's like, oh, well, if, if I do it while I'm riding the bike, it's like I don't have to feel guilty about it. But yeah. it's also something I'm craving, and it's my reward for doing it. So the cue is the time. The craving is to actually watch the show. Like, I, oh, I get to watch a show if I do this. And that's also my reward. My response is obviously to get on the bike and actually do it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's and – I, and I see that happening in other areas too of habits that I'm finally starting to do. Same thing. I started weightlifting uh, essentially eight months ago once a week. But I know I, I couldn't do it alone, so I'm actually with a trainer once a week. Mm. It's a set yeah. time. It's a set time every week. Yeah, and this is this leads back to some of those reflective questions
1: too of thinking about maybe the different capitals you have in your life: um, spiritual, intellectual, relational, physical, and financial. Right? Like if you're trying to grow your physical capital, it might require some financial capital, right? Like you need to take from one category to fuel into the other. And you're also talking about too, like how to take from that relational category in order to fuel another goal. You know, like you've got to do it in relationship with someone, right? Like you've built up that relationship and it has value and you can use that relationship. You can partner in relationship towards growing a different area that you're interested in
0: yeah i feel like i'm friends with my trainer now and so now it's one of these like i pay for my friends again
1: (laughs) oh that's always uncomfortable (laughs) yeah
0: i don't really feel that bad about it anymore i just think it's funny to say that so yeah so those are some of the things i'm doing from uh trying to get a habit to fit in there
1: yeah i I like the they're kind of two different pieces you were talking about one was lining it up in a calendar right and that it, it for you it needs some sort of weekly rhythm like it has to build in to the rhythm of the week uh, in order to happen. I think that makes a lot of sense because things that aren't happening on a weekly basis really aren't part of your identity. I think that's an important thing to note. Like people who say they're an author, but don't write weekly really aren't authors, right? They're not writers. You have to build it into uh, it having an importance where it's gonna show up weekly. And I think especially sometimes these goals feel like they're things that are add-ons, right? Like you. And, and you didn't necessarily just suddenly have more free time this week. I think our society is constantly adding more and not taking away. So a couple of thoughts there. One is look at your calendar for things that are you're going to be doing anyway, that's already going to be happening. And is there something you could combine with that space? Uh, like you're talking about, of well, if I want to ride on a, on a bike, that's going to take about 27 minutes. Oh, look at that. It's about the, the length of a show. And I want that to happen and and I'm gonna be sitting on a bike anyway, so let's put those two things together. I think that's one space of, you know, maximizing your space and your time. I also think every year part of the reflection has to be what might be coming off of the list, right? What what rhythm might you lose this next, you know, at least few months to experiment with, Um, you know, like you're gonna be starting indoor soccer and at some point you'll stop doing indoor soccer, right? There'll be something else that will need that amount of time and you'll need to make space for. And I think being realistic of like, hey, I need to find a, a two hour block of time. That's not gonna just magically appear.
0: You're gonna have to make space for it. Yeah, I agree. And I've already talked about giving up certain things uh, that were time requirements to allow for the space of soccer. Um, Cause that was a mm-hmm. conversation with my wife is, you know, I'm thinking about giving up this, so that I could do this because I do want to start. Right, the goal is not to play soccer. The goal is I want to run a little bit more. Um, well, there's there's a good uh,
1: there's a good um, marriage tip right there. If you're going to go to your wife with a new idea, come with something, too, that you're sacrificing. <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> that is, I, I don't do that super well. I am constantly seeing the value of new things and adventure. And so I just share those thoughts with with my wife, Kristen. And she is constantly saying, yeah, but what are you gonna stop doing in order to now do that new thing? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to stop doing anything. I like all the things, right? that's not great for our relationship. So I think that's um it's very wise, Chad, to come with a hey, I'm thinking of stopping these things so that I could make space for this thing, which I think is more important in this season of life. That will help your wife, you know, be on your side uh, and and actually be a partner in in you know, your goal happening.
0: Thank you for commenting about how wise that was, but I think I did it out of guilt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wherever it comes from, if the outcome is you (laughs) sacrificing something, I think your wife's going to be (laughs) appreciated. Yes. You know, that does take me to an interesting just topic as well. Like as you're thinking about how to hold yourself accountable, I think there's self tools that can work. Uh, There's relational tools that can work. One space too that I've experimented with is, How do how do we use a family? How do how do I use my wife? And first of all, did you just use your wife? Is that what you said? Yeah, let me let me try to rephrase that. That was not. I'm making all the bad relational (laughs) steps. How do I partner with my wife in (laughs) accountability? Um, That has has not always worked for me, and sometimes like we'll have these conversations as a family, we'll put up kind of like a word of the year, what are our goals? And sometimes we'll post those like on the back of our door in our bedroom. And that means we're gonna see it often. And I have in the past saw a goal that my wife had and then said like, hey, I, I, I see this goal. Like, are you doing it this week? And that usually is not the start of a great conversation. What I should be asking is, hey, do you want my help holding you accountable to this goal? It's usually for her, it's no, she doesn't actually want me to step into that space. Cause it creates a weird dynamic for us in our relationship. However, if she was to ask me the same question, do you want help being held accountable to this goal? I do. I really like that from her when she says, Hey, listen, you said this was going to be a priority. Are you giving it any time this week? I really like that because for me, I sometimes am in the home stressing about, should I or shouldn't I spend this time on this thing? Okay, that feels selfish. I'd have to go to the basement or oh, working out right now seems like a bad idea because the family's about to watch a show when I'm not like vocalizing any of those thoughts. And so my wife kind of cutting through that and saying like, hey, you said you were gonna uh, work out twice. Did you get that in today? You know, that that feels like a sense of permission and the start of a conversation, which for whatever reason, I, I need that prompt. And so it's different. Like I do want that from her. She usually doesn't want that from me, but we have to have that conversation or, or we start stepping all over into spaces that is, it's not good for building our relationship.
0: Mm, for me, that kind of sounds like nagging. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I think
1: <laughs> nagging is a good topic. I think it's nagging. If you're reminding someone of a goal that they didn't set for themselves, If you, if you set a goal, if you set a goal for someone else and you're constantly reminding them of that goal, I think that's the definition of nagging. So I think, I think goals are best set, you know, from your own space and then shared with others, not given to others. Yeah.
0: Any other tools that you've used throughout the years? Yeah. There's,
1: there's one that, um, I don't know why I haven't repeated this and I'm even feeling silly right now, thinking about it and like, Oh, I need to start this immediately this year. I I spent an entire year where I had 52 index cards that I pre-wrote at the beginning of the year in January. I had three goals, which was related to completing some house projects related to, um, physical fitness each week and related to getting rid of things around the house. Um, I'm constantly. I'm a bit of a pack rat, see the value in all things. I'm constantly collecting things. So it was those those three things of, you know, I'm going to get some house projects done. I'm going to create some physical fitness, um, you know, habits. And I'm going to every week try to get rid of something to Goodwill or someone else. So I pre-wrote index cards that just had those three topics. It just said house projects, working out, getting rid of stuff. And it was spaced out in the index card where it gave me some space where each week I could write down something that happened towards those those elements. Like if I worked out, I just wrote it down. If I needed to keep track of weight for sets or whatever, I would write a a quick note in that space as well. So I could see my progress over time or what did I get rid of? I had to write it down. And I kept that in the back of my pocket, my back right pocket in my jeans, one a week for an entire year. And at the end of each week, I had to take it out and put a smiley face on it. Well, or a frowny face or a flat face. (laughs) It was only one of three choices, right? Like, was it mediocre? Was it good? Was it bad? And that was just the right level of accountability for me because I had to assess it. An app wasn't telling me like you did or didn't do it. Um, No one else was communicating you did or didn't do it. I had to think about it. Like, okay, looking at what I accomplished towards these three goals, do I feel good? Do I feel frowny? Do I feel mediocre? And there were some weeks where I didn't do all three, but maybe one of them I did really well. And so overall, I felt like, yeah, I actually spent my time really well that week, focused in on that goal. But it also then reminded me for the next week, hey, those other two, I don't want to lose track of. Maybe I should pick up some steam there. And so it was just enough. And at the end of the year, I had 52 cards that I could go back and even reflect on. And I could see how many weeks were smiley, how many were frowny. And it was a really great self-accountability. So as, I, as I'm saying that, I'm, I'm looking around the house right now for where index are my index cards. cards. Um, but then that does lead us to the topic for next week is, well, I do have to first set the goals to write down on those index cards. Just putting <laughs> a blank index card in my pocket is not going to do any
0: good. I, what I'm picturing is getting up in the morning, getting ready to leave the house. And I, okay, I got my cell phone. I got my keys. I got my laptop. Do I have my index card?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, not a system for everybody, but for me, yeah. <laughs> That became, you know, like part of the part of the rhythm, you know, no, I like good. it if you just
0: kept it with your wallet. I mean, you know, I, I grab my wallet, grab my index card.
1: And to be clear, there were some weeks where that index card had gotten some abuse, right? Like it had gotten wet and wrinkled and like that just became part of that week's story. You know, um, there's something I, I really like about the tangible physical pieces. I'll often use post-it notes or I'll use physical books. Like I've got reminders around me like I, I need something tactile. Um, to help, to help me remember what I've said was important.
0: Yeah, this is great. I I like talking through these systems and to hear just some possibilities for Mm -hmm. one, just to see what else is out there. I know for me, this, I feel like this is actually 2021 was really the first time where I felt like I might be able to actually create a long lasting habit, specifically in like the fitness area. And I think it's just taken this long for me to realize what did I need to actually do that? You know, every time it was just, it was, it was meant to be just focus, discipline, you're going to do it. And you're just going to do it out of pure will. And it just wasn't working.
1: Yeah, that's good. Cause like that goal, I'm sure shows up for people in different phases of their life. Like I've had physical fitness as a, you know, a goal for a year, many different times. And it's that reflection of like, hey, what, what has been successful? What hasn't, you know, and for you, it sounds like, hey, when I'm actually it, put it on the calendar, it's got a date, it's got a person I'm going to be there with. And in this case, maybe it's got significant money behind it, right? Personal trainers don't come cheap and that might be needed to create the motivation to keep showing up, to keep doing it, because you're not going to waste the, you know, 50 bucks or 70 bucks or whatever it is, you know, for that session. Um, you know, asking yourself, like, is that money worth it? Would I, you know, factor that out across a, a year? Would I put that amount of money towards this goal for it to, to happen? That's a good early reflection question. And if the answer is yes, well then great. Go for it. You know, use that tool.
0: Yeah. I think the one last just uh, kind of example is with the fitness thing is I have a ton of issues with food and I'm sure mm. a lot of people do. And so I have been using the MyFitnessPal app to log my food to make sure that I'm eating almost exactly 2,500 calories a day, 40% is carbs, 30% is fat, 30% is protein. Oh, and, and I'm on my third round of doing that. In the first two rounds I really – like did it for a while, and then it went away. Um, what has changed in my mind this time is like last no- yesterday. Yesterday was a tough day because I got to like, I was like, I need like sugar, like I need like sweet, I need like <laughs> something in there. Then I hadn't logged my food yet, and I was like, and there's there's a bag of Sour Patch Kids on the counter. Mm-hmm. I love Sour Patch Kids. I'm like, yeah, they're so
1: small. They probably don't count for any calories.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) 12 of them in a serving. uh, I think it's 190 calories. Um, Oh, oh. you know, like, so they're delicious. And so what it did is it, I wanted to eat, I had the craving right? So my cue is normally, okay, I eat, I put it in the app. Well, now this point, it was like the craving was there. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, shoot. So I quick entered all the food that I had yesterday in the app. So I could see how Uh. much space I had for some extra calories. Oh, interesting. You weren't,
1: you you had enough willpower to say, I'm not going to just do this. I'm not going to just eat this and then you know, record it later, it was more like, nope, I'm going to make sure that I've got the space first. So it cued the
0: behavior. So I ate 18 Sour Patch Kids yesterday. (laughs) And that was part of my fitness program, by the way. It fit perfectly in my fitness program to eat Sour Patch Kids. Um, So that was my extra example for everyone. Because I I know food seems to be a tough one. And it's common in January to fitness goals and stuff like that so
1: yeah and I think I think that's important like that app using that app is not you know inconsequential for time and energy and effort like it takes effort to get to get all the things that you're eating logged in there and so you have to you know reflect up front is this a priority for me right like is this would I dedicate this amount of time towards this goal and if so great put that time in and recognize that it you know, accomplishing your goals is comes at a cost of something, right? Like something is going to have to give, uh, whether it's money, whether it's time, um, whether it's pride, like there, there's something you've got to put towards this, uh, to accomplish those pieces. So,
0: well, and the reward came this morning, Jeff, because when I was with the, I was with the trainer this morning and I said, Jason. I need you to do the pinch test because I need to see what has happened. And so he has the calipers where he pinches your abs and your side and your thigh and your tricep to figure out how much body fat you have versus that. And I lost a pound and a half of fat over the last week. So...
1: That's nice. So sour yes.
0: Sour Patch Kids uh, fit just well
1: into your twenty five hundred calories, and you still lost weight. Yeah, that absolutely. pinch test doesn't seem like one you and your you know wife should hold each other accountable for. That's probably <laughs> that's probably a, getting into a different topic. The yeah. pinch test with your wife, yeah. Yeah, so, All right. So, well, <laughs> hey, it was great chat, chatting with you again, Chad. I'm excited next week to talk about to the formation of goals, um, kind of ways that you can structure that, write them, um, and the you know pros and cons of different approaches.
0: That'd be great. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you next week.